Well, good morning again. First of all, I want to read a couple of verses here before I, I start into my sermon just so that, that uh, you know, I, most of the time I really don't feel, I like to preach, but most of the time I don't feel qualified as a preacher, so that's good because I, if I'm not qualified, then God is, amen? Because he, uh, you know, he doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called, amen? But in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says, starting in verse 1, it says, When I came to you, brethren, I did not come to you with superiority of speech or from wisdom, proclaiming that you the testimony of God. But I determined to know nothing among you except that Jesus and himself crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my message and my preaching were not persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Amen. And then also over in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, you know Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen. You know, and that's my prayer this morning. Lord God, I just thank you so much, so much for the power that exists within us and the person of the Holy Spirit that you gave to us to do your works here on the earth. Father, this morning I just yield myself to you. I yield my mouth to you. I yield my body to you. And I just ask that the Holy Spirit have his way in this place. I pray, Lord Jesus, just as signs and wonders and miracles took place in the book of Acts, signs and wonders and miracles take place today. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did then, he will do now. Hallelujah. Lord, we just invite you in. We invite the presence of the Holy Ghost in each and every heart in this place, Father God. Oh, Lord, we just determined to know nothing except that you crucified, you raised again from the dead. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, fill this house. Fill this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. You know, I, I was also reading a loaded article in, in Charisma this week, uh, you know, I remember back years ago, uh, probably, I, I'm guessing 1996, 97, 98, sometime around there, we was in a prayer meeting, and, and uh, I remember God giving me a vision in this prayer meeting, which it was like I was in a, an old shed, and, you know, there were no lights or anything in it, and, and as I looked up, I seen, you know, how an old building sometimes you know, they got little holes and stuff in them. Well, I could see these rays of light coming through. Uh, you know, some of you that's been around me a while has heard this story before, but I could see these little rays of light coming through this deal. And, and the Lord spoke to me, and, and he said, uh, you know, that's my spirit being poured out. But it's not in fullness yet. So I really believe that, that God... I uh, truly, with all my heart, and I know that there's a lot of us in here believe the same way, 
that God has a desire for revival to take place in this land right here. Right here. You know, in this church building, in this town of Rockport, uh, I really believe that God has a desire for revival to take place here. The other night when I was down here, Wednesday night, of course, the, you know, they kept saying, I know you're getting something from the Lord, and, which I wouldn't share it with any of them because uh, I, didn't, I didn't feel like it was the time to share it. But, you know, whenever we was praying here the other night, I was in that building again, and the light was growing. The holes were getting bigger. You know, what he was showing me is this time of prayer that we're having is punching holes to heaven. It's punching holes to heaven. And that's what we should be seeking is God's glory to rain down upon us. You know, to be in this house. To be part of who we are. You know, not just come on Sunday mornings to, to sit in here so that we we do church, we can go out and tell everybody we did church today. <clears throat> We're coming in here to be changed by the power of God. God's power needs to be in this place all the time. And it's growing. And it does this because of prayer. Because of dedicated people. Amen. You know, Isuzu Street, you know, years ago, there were just a few ladies getting together and praying every night. And it, a revival took place that affected the whole land. I was reading this week in an article in Canada. There's a little town of 250 people up there. And they invited a, a uh, this is a first year pastor. He's been there a year. He invited evangelists to come in, uh, you know, because they wasn't, the town was dying. They wasn't making any growth or anything. And all of a sudden, they invited him to come in for one week. He's been there four and a half weeks now. And they're having... <coughs> A church that holds 125, they're having 350 a night in church traveling from all around. You know, I remember when Smithton, it happened down there, you know, a town of 500 people, and they was having 800 or 1,000 people in church every night. You can't explain it. You cannot explain it except God. God. It's the only way you can explain it. You know, he doesn't need huge cities. He doesn't need huge ministries. As a matter of fact, he probably prefers something like this so he can show that it's his glory. That it's his glory and, and not man that's doing it. You know, I followed, you know, along a lot of ministries throughout the years and stuff like that. And, and you know, a lot of these ministries seem to be taking off on tangents anymore. You know, they're looking for something that's different. Something that's not God. Because God, you know, the Bible says he's the same yesterday and forever. God does not change. He comes to us the same way now as he came to us back in the, in the beginning. We don't have to go out and find different things. All we got to do is give him our heart. He wants our heart. He wants our lives. Hallelujah. You know, and, and I really believe that, that the way to touch God's heart because, you know, we're, those of us, those that have received Jesus as our Lord and Savior, they're born again, you know, we're going to heaven. Uh, but we need to humble ourselves. And by humbling ourselves, I mean we need to repent. You know, you say, well, what do I got to repent from? Jesus has cleansed me. I've got stuff to repent from. 
every single day, whether it be fear, you know, whether it be uh, anger at a brother, you know, whether it be whatever it might be. Uh, Acts chapter 2. You know, this is one of the first messages given, you know, after uh, the Holy Ghost fell in Acts chapter 1. And it says, uh, in Acts chapter 2, verse 37 to 38, it says, Now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles and brethren, What shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent, and let each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So repentance has to take place to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Spirit will abide with us. The Spirit will be in us. But if we don't have, you know, the Bible, you know, Jesus, God says David is a man after his own heart. David was constantly in repentance state. He was constantly in a repentance state because he knew he wasn't perfect. You know, Paul, he says continually, he says, I do the things I do not want to do, and I don't do the things I want to do. You know, why is this? Because we battle with the flesh. But the Spirit gives us victory over the flesh. Amen. The Spirit gives us victory over the flesh. And by repenting, by turning our hearts to God, it cleanses us. You know, and, and so many times people take repentance as the wrong way. They take it as forgiveness, which repentance is forgiveness. But repentance requires something from us, too. Not just to say, I'm sorry, God. But it says, when we're going one way, we need to turn around and go the other way. It's just like if you're going down the wrong way street and there's cars coming at you, you want to turn around and go the other way. You know, with sin, if you're going down the wrong way street and there's sin coming at you, you want to go the other way. Amen. Slap him, Stan. Just slap him. <laughs> Hallelujah. In Ezekiel 18, verses 31 and 32, it says, Cast away from me all your transgressions. You have committed, and make yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. For why will you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies, declares the Lord God. Therefore, repent and live. You know, I don't think he's talking to, you know, to, to Israel, you know, as a nation. You know, he judges nations. I really believe this. God judges nations by how they act and the things that they do. Which Israel was rejecting everything that God was doing. They rejected the Messiah. You know, so as a nation, they was dying. But he continually gives us an opportunity to change. He continually gives us an opportunity to repent from our wrongs. You know, it's not years and years, 2,000, you know, well, I guess Israel hadn't been around 2,000 years, but they've been around a long time. You know, Abraham was the first. But he continually, year after year after year after year, gives them the opportunity to repent. One day... He's going to call that repentance into fruitation. They're going to have to make that final decision. You know, it's just like in our own lives. We've got to make that final decision. 
We need to walk closer to God, and with a repentant heart is the only way to do that. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 7, 9 and 10. I now rejoice that you were made, you made sorrowfully, but that you were made sorrowfully to the point of repentance. For you were made sorrowful according to the will of God, in order that you might not suffer loss in anything, anything through us. For the sorrow that is according to the will of God produces repentance without regret, leading to salvation. But the sorrow of the world produces death. You know, which that's why he's telling you, whenever we repent, we can't just ask for forgiveness, because that's what the world does. You know, they, you know, they wrong somebody, they'll, you see it on TV all the time now, you know, well, I'm sorry, but they aren't sorry. They aren't sorry. That sorrowful produces death, but the, but the repentance of God produces life, because it changes you. You know, we want to be changed into the image of God. It changes. That repentance changes you. You know, and it's, it's, a, it's not an easy thing. Because so many times we as, you know, like Paul says, whenever he talks about the flesh and stuff, so many times we get comfortable in the flesh, it's hard to get out of the flesh. You know, when we're doing things that we enjoy, that we think we enjoy, but it isn't producing fruit. It's not producing any fruit. The repentance of God leads to bigger and better things. It leads to life. Matthew 24, 46 and 47. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ shall suffer and rise again from the dead. The third day, and then repentance for forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning with Jerusalem. Christ took it on the cross for us, like Janet was teaching this morning. The first thing you see at the tabernacle is the cross of Christ. Christ took it all to the cross for us. All we have to do is accept it and receive it. He desires us to have that changed heart. You know, whatever it might be. I, I mean, you know, I'm preaching to myself most of the time whenever I preach because I have things that I need, I just know I need to get out of my life. I need to turn and go the other way from. Wasted time is one of them. You know, I probably spend more time in front of a TV than I need to. No, I spend more time eating than I need to. I'm going to share ten things uh, about repentance. First one is repentance is a change of mind and behavior. You know, it's not only a change of mind, it's a change of behavior. And it's a change of our heart. True repentance is a change of heart. You know, it's turning from sin and turning to God. The call to repentance is at the heart of the kingdom message. You know, like I just read in, in uh, Matthew, 
you know, we receive Jesus and we repent and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Three, the message of repentance is essential to the Great Commission. You cannot present the Great Commission without presenting repentance. Because we have to change. So many times you'll see the evangelists come in and minister to people and people will come forward and accept Christ as their Savior. And even, even Billy Graham says this and he comes back two or three years later, only two or three percent of those people are still walking with God. Because they haven't made that repentance. All they've done is ask for forgiveness in their heart. They've not made that repentance. You know, I'm not saying they aren't born again, but they aren't walking a repentant life. They haven't changed any. God commands repentance. In his word, he commands repentance. Repentance is a gift of God. You know, I'm not saying that that unless God decides you deserve this gift, you aren't going to get it. You know, that's predestination. <laughs> but the gift of repentance is from God because whenever we ask for, for repentance, He is faithful and just to give it to us. But we still have to make that decision that we want to repent and turn from the way we was. Repentance is the fruit of godly sorrow. Repentance is the fruit of God's goodness. Repentance is necessary for salvation. You know, if we don't know that we need, that we have sin in our life, how are we going to get saved? Who needs a Savior if you don't have sin in your life? You know, so repentance is required for salvation. Repentance is inseparable from faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without repentance, it's impossible to please God. Repentance does not end with the initial conversion. Repentance is a continual thing. Because as we grow in Christ, as we become more Christ-like, He reveals more to us that needs cleaned out of our life. He continually reveals stuff to me that I need to change. You know, whenever I asked Christ into my life, He took drinking away from me immediately because I was an alcoholic. I, I had to get it out of my life. Within a period of time, He took smoking away from me. Within a period of time, he took, I never was much of a cusser, but he took it away from me. Uh, I mean, as time goes by, he continually reveals stuff that I need to repent from, that I need to turn from, that I need to change in my life. You know, so I truly believe in order to, to have revival within a land, there's got to be repentance within the church. You know, we all, for years and years and years, you know, we read those scriptures. What is it? Second Chronicles chapter 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and repent, I will hear from heaven, I will heal their land. 
And that's true. But I want to read, I want to read a couple of the verses prior to that. In 2 Chronicles 7, 12, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I have heard your prayers, and I have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. You know, we can, because back then they were still in sacrifice. You know, I really believe that whatever year that was, 97, 98, whenever, I mean, there was tremendous things happening in this church, in the Methodist church, in, in the lives of a lot of people in this community. And I really believe that at that time, God says, I choose this place as a house of prayer. You know, we're not sacrificing anymore. We give him the sacrifice of praise. We give him the sacrifice of prayer. And I really believe at that time, he chose this house as a house of prayer. He chose this house for revival within this land. He chose this house to be filled to overflowing. Amen. Why is it not happening? Amen. Why is it not happening? Good. I mean, we're seeing growth. You know, we're, we're, we've, you know in, in three or four years period of time, Pastor Chris has been here, we've gone from 15 to 20 people to 60, 65 people a lot of times on Sunday now. Besides just physical growth, we need spiritual growth too. And he's been pouring the word into us day after day after day. He's been pouring the word into us. Let's act on that word. Let's act on that word. Let's act on that word. Amen. Who is the word? Jesus is the word. That's right. Amen. What did he do for us? He went to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. God's in heaven. Jesus is in heaven. The Holy Spirit's here with us. The Holy Spirit is the part of God that's working in our lives right now to those that are born again believers in Jesus Christ let's let him work signs and wonders and miracles so take place because the power of God is within us the Holy Ghost lives within us hallelujah and as we go on and read in chapter in verse 13 you know I believe this is where God is saying I can judge the nations if I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, then, then, if they pray and humble themselves and repent of their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will restore their land. Hallelujah. God's in the restoration business. Amen. God is in the restoration business. Hallelujah. Amen. And he wants Amen. so much. I mean, God has nothing but good that he wants for us. 
So many times people don't look for God's goodness because they think they've got to change everything about themselves. They can't be who they are anymore. Well, praise God. I'm glad I'm not who I was. But I, still want, but I still want to be something different than who I am. God is an awesome God. He is an awesome God. Then he says, after verse 14, he says, Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. See, repentance is so amazing. You know, whenever we repent before God, it says his eyes and his ears are open to the prayers offered in this place. If we aren't seeing those signs and wonders and miracles, if we aren't seeing people born again every single time, if we aren't seeing deliverances taking place, if we aren't seeing those things, it's because his eyes and ears aren't attentive to us. We haven't done what he's requested us to do is repent. As a church, as a community, as a country, if we aren't seeing these things happen, it's because we're not living that repentant life. We're not doing the things that God has asked us to do. We're not living the way God has asked us to live. For now I have chosen and can and can concentrate this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be perpetual. Now that's amazing. God wants to be with us here forever. He wants to come in here and hug us. He wants to come in here and tell us how much he loves us. He wants to come in here and heal us from all of our diseases. He wants to come in here and heal us from, from spiritual things, physical things, yes. mental things. Yes. His desire is to be in this land. He tells us his desire is to be in this land. And I really, really with all my heart, I believe that. I know that he spoke to us. There's no doubt in my mind that he spoke to us that this was his land. And it's his land forever. Once he claims it, it's his land forever. It's what we do with it that matters. God is not a forceful God. God is a God of love. So it's up to us to invite him in. It's up to us to change our ways. Laura, you want to come up and play a little bit? You know, as God touches our hearts, we need to be that repentant church. We need to be that church that, that turns our lives over to Christ, that says you are the way, you are the life. You know, and as Laura plays up here, you know, uh, fear. If we have fear in our life, that's sin. Because God says, I deliver you from all sin. He says, fear is, is not part of God. You know, if, if we have uh, anger in our life, 
God doesn't desire us to have anger in our life. He says that's the same as killing your brother. If we have lust in our life, you know, he says, you know, looking upon a woman is the same as committing adultery. God wants so much from us. But he wants to give us so much. He wants to give us so much. You know, and without the change of heart, he can't give it to us. So as Laura plays here, if there's things in your life that you feel you need to get cleaned out, if there's things in your life that you feel like you need repentant of, I just ask you to come up to the altar and lay it on the altar this morning. Lay it on the altar this morning. God desires a clean heart. He says, give us a clean heart, O Lord. Take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Fill us, Lord, with your love. Fill us, Lord, with your compassion. O Lord, create in me that clean heart, Father. Create in me that clean heart, Lord God. As she plays, please come forward if you have anything, anything at all. I don't need to know about it. Just come forward and lay it on the altar. God will take care of anything that needs taken care of in your life. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to give it to him. Don't hesitate to turn from the way you are. God will give you a better way. God will give you a better way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we just give you thanks. Father, as a church, we just repent of slothfulness, Father God, that we aren't doing the things that you've called us to do. Father, as a church, we repent of being an encouragement to others. We repent of not being a, a mouthpiece for you, Father God. Lord, we desire to see, to see your spirit poured out upon this place, Lord God. Create in us a clean heart. Hallelujah. Lord, we desire to change. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Ghost, we thank you, Father. Your Holy Ghost, we just thank you. Leads me to repentance. Your oh, Lord, we thank you as we come to your draws altar, Father God. We lay our desires at your feet. Calls me to yes, be Lord. like you. Open your our hearts, Lord God. Open the heavens, Father, that we may see you. See you your just as you are. Leads me to repentance. Hallelujah. Your Thank you, Lord God. Mercy, mercy fill this place, Father. Father, we desire your grace to be full in this house, Father God. 
the grace of God operate in each and every life in here, which is the power of God. Hallelujah. Change us to be like you. Oh, Lord, we praise your holy name. Oh, we desire to be like you. Oh, Lord, we desire to revival in this land, Father. We, we desire to revival in this land, you. Lord God. And we know your heart's desires to see it, Father. We humble ourselves before Only by your power and by your will. We humble ourselves, change us, Lord. Rain down upon us, Lord to God. To be Hallelujah. more like you. We surrender. The Lord is not slow about you. his promises, as some count slowness. But is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Oh, do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and forbearance of his patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads to repentance? Hallelujah. God is not slow. God is not slow about his promises. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now my eyes shall be open and my ears attentive to the prayers yes. offered in this place. Yes, Lord. Oh, God, Come, let it be, God. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Come, Lord. Come. We humble ourselves before Come, Lord. God. Come. Lord, we just left up those young men that are out of camp this week, Father yes, God. Father, we, we thank Lord. you, Lord yes, God, that, yes, that you are ministering to them, Father God. Father, yes. we thank you that, that they will came back different than what they left, Father. Father, we thank you as we leave this church service this morning, Lord God, that we will leave this different than we came this morning, God. Hallelujah. Yes. Father, we pray for 
VBS this week, Father God. Yes. Father, we just pray, Lord God, that your spirit will be in this place. Father, we pray that the lives and hearts of those young children will be touched, Lord. Father, we pray that the lives and hearts of the teachers yes. will share the true message with those children. Father, we just thank you that lives will be changed, hearts will be changed, children will turn to you.